Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Made a decision. I'll face the sunny side head on. I had a vision of what it might be like to reach the Oh my gosh. Very special Thursday episode guest show with, uh, what's the matter? Oh, anything? you know what? It might have came out of the thing. Oh. Did I step on your... Wait, Lynette. Paradise. Lynette. I remember you... You do? Vividly. Now you do? <laughs> vividly, <laughs> yes. Because oh. um, because you were in the booth at Nappy, kind of at the desk, handling everything. Yes. You were gorgeous and still are. Thank you. And everybody was swooning every time you walked around from the desk with your fabulous legs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm 100% okay. objectifying you. This, no, it's okay. Keep going if yeah, you keep want. Going. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, here we go. Welcome to the show. I totally remember you, but you were a brunette then, weren't you? I was what? A brunette? Yes, I was a brunette. Yes. My hair was darker. Yeah. That's right. Yes, you're right. And, um, and yeah. so you were like... Everybody's like, oh, Lynette. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and that's when Adam was launching right. Love Line. When Love Line. Right. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. We were at Nap. We were in Vegas together. Yes. And I remember being on a shuttle with you. I just remember all my bosses talking so highly of you and what a great guy you are and how sweet. Jokes how down on to them. earth. <laughs> <laughs> I totally remember. And I'm so sorry I didn't do background no, and know okay. that that's who you were. No, no. It's okay. It's okay. I totally know oh, you. Oh, good. I'm glad. No, no, I'm, I'm blushing. Flattered. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know how this, how, how you coming on our show started is. No we idea. were talking about, I forgot what we were talking about, maybe working in television or whatever mm-hmm. and hosts of something. And I started saying about you that you were the first host that I worked with. And I was saying, you know, Mark Wahlberg, he was like, he's like the nicest guy, the most professional. What I remember is that it was my very first job ever. That was my first job really? outside of like waiting. To, I, I was a stand up comic, but I was right. waiting tables. I'd driven a limo. It was like my big break in TV. So you I was so really funny excited. And so good, and you always wore these cute overalls. I love <laughs> overalls. If I remember face. correctly, but I just remember that one time you came in and you had the flu, and you were really sick. You were running a fever, and you were like, "No." I mean, there was a whole crew there, and I remember you being like, "No, I'm not going to stop," because you know we have a lot of people here depending on me. Let's go, and. I just remember now, going like... Now I look that I've just infected everybody with the flu. Like <laughs> no, a, but it wasn't like that. It was like, no, it yeah. was more like you were just like, it's okay. Everybody was worried about you yeah. and you were like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm fine. 
Um, and then you would come out and you were so personal. You were like this amazing host. You were so good at like the teleprompter. You were so professional, so funny. Like, and I just remember thinking later that I compared every TV host to you because oh. you were just such a natural. And then Lynette was like, oh my gosh, I love him. He was so great. He's had the same a great experience <laughs> working with him as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I yeah. said, this I'm going to reach podcast. out and make a show. <laughs> Can yeah, I show up tomorrow? Because I wasn't feeling very good this morning <laughs> emotionally. So now I'm just loving life oh. and possibly going to side. Yeah. So that show that I was talking about was called The Big Date. Which was. That wasn't your first TV jo- job, right? It, no. And it was a low point in my life. It was? Why? Yeah, so, Tell us. So. It was like I a had, high point in my life. Because yeah, you were the high Your Our chapter was like the With high me. point in my life. Yeah. At Although He's I was emotionally Linda. in a horrible place. So I... I this gonna and be our company session. was doing the Mark Wahlberg show. Well, this is before this. So what okay. happened was... What Tell us everything. Was, what had happened that, was... I mean, I don't want to go all the way back. I yeah, started go all the way back. A, I started as a... I got married without a degree or a plan or anything. I walked down the aisle unemployed. Got a job at Dick Clark Productions after that as a runner... Did that for a little bit until a warm-up guy didn't show up, and Dick Clark said, get me the funny runner, and handed me the mic, and then I, I was in front of the audience. And everybody tells a story that's like, Dick Clark did this to everybody. It was like, you don't feel qualified, but if Dick Clark says you're doing the job, you're like, he must know something I don't. So I ended up being a warm-up guy. I'm not a comic. I was never a comic, but I was, I was funny. And you saying it really is a compliment to me because I hold you in such high esteem. Oh, you were so funny. Well, so I ended up being a warm-up guy, and then I started getting other gigs and Cut forward to, I started hosting a couple things with nothing. At the time, I was like doing four shows on four different cable networks and it still didn't pay my rent because uh-huh. it was, cable was nothing. Um, and then I got my talk show, which was when our paths crossed. Right. Know, and Mark um, Wahlberg show. And so I went, but I had a two and a half year old or a three year old kid and my wife was like seven months pregnant when they told me we're moving you to New York. Mm-hmm. So we moved to New York. We do the talk show. It was just the year of crazy talk show drama and i what what happened well the year before was the jenny jones ambush murder incident oh wow yeah so then and then my year or two years before was that then my year where there were like nine new talk shows and 20 existing talk shows like every it was was exploding everybody got to get one yeah and then there was all this drama like they were trying to regulate talk shows because it was they were most of them were so toxic. Yeah. And I ended up having like a an existential crisis throughout that year because talk shows were toxic and inauthentic and I it was in it was in direct conflict with who I am as a person. So here I am trying to do this talk show and they would look at me like you're nuts because I would read all the the portfolio they give you, like the dossier on all the guests, and then they give you the blue cards with the questions the producers tell you to ask, and I'd brief with them in the break, and then I'd hand them the cards and go out on set, and they're like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, what? I know the story. You briefed me. We're going to... I don't need cards to tell me what to ask. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do something that mattered, and they were like, you know, it was... Yes. It was sort of Jerry Springer, Ricky Lakish vibe, although I have respect for Ricky. So I then... Discovered what anxiety was. Oh, I thought boy. I was going to die. Right. I thought I was dying, but it was just, I basically had a nine month long anxiety attack and then the show got canceled. I mean, it makes sense. My wife was pregnant. I had a three year old. They moved me to New York. My name was on everything. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which 
if you're a narcissist, which I have tendencies, but I'm not. Right. That's awesome. And if right. you're way into self-promotion, you're like, this is it. For me, every time I saw my name on a trunk card or on the, I'm like a hundred jobs depend on me doing good today, mm. you know? And so I, things got out of control. I now look at it and go, that was the year that taught, and, you know, I blew my career. I ended up, so the big date when I met you was me coming back to LA, tail between my legs, broke, getting paid a tenth of what I got paid on the talk show to work with this producer who's no longer with us, who was a classic manipulator. May he rest in peace. Oh, my God. Thank you for saying that. I was wondering if we were going to be able to break. Yeah. We can. I'll go anywhere about anything. (laughs) (laughs) We worked for a guy named Howard Schultz. He taught me a lot of stuff. So I hold him in high regard. And gave me my first job. But classic manipulator. So uh, he was he was the guy I told you about that was a est guy. He came from the he was right. a what was it LifeSpring? No, nope. uh, S which turned et, into Landmark Forum. Landmark Forum, which I have done. Oh, but I always say there's Darth Vader and there's Luke Skywalker. Uh huh. And what it is is this self expression and leadership kind of course. There are millions of them now. Tony Robbins, LifeSpring is now called MITT. Okay. Um, S turned into Landmark, which is a kind of gentler version. Uh-huh. But it it really it. In my opinion, all of them have incredible distinctions for living an authentic life, but also are incredibly helpful to manipulate others if you wanted to. Interesting. So we were in conflict a lot because he recognized my power. I recognized his. I did a lot of work with Howard. I saved his ass at one point, and he saved mine as well. I don't really have a lot of animosity towards him. Okay. But he did um, choices he made. And choices I allowed to have happen to me sent me to bankruptcy court and wow. uh, and repossessed cars and all that stuff. Are you serious? Yeah, it was, it was bad. I came out for the talk show in not, I can't believe I'm going here, but let's just, I might as well just take off my clothes and be naked. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but that'll ruin your YouTube. <laughs> so I came off the talk show and I was like, you know, really shook. I, I had been anxious and I, I had two children and I, it was... Yes, I, I now as an adult look at me as a child and go, I get why you flipped out. Yeah, I get right. It. And then I got the big date, which was awesome. But Howard had said to me, and I really don't mean to malign a guy who's passed away, and I, I do hold him in high regard. He, I've come, to, not to get too spiritual, but I've come to realize that everybody who comes in your life yeah. is a teacher. And there are lessons I could not have learned had it not been for him. So I'm eternally grateful for my success today based on, the threads of him in my tapestry. Right. How's that? Okay. It's very sure. nice. Sure. So uh, I did the first season of the show, The Big Date, which was a comedy dating game show where I was having a blast and kind of killing it. And so good. And it was all kind of, we, we had a vibe. And I, again, that was Howard's creation. Mm-hmm. When the show, uh, and also I wasn't getting paid Mike a lot Maddox of money. Mike Maddox creation. And Mike Maddox, who. More Mike a, Maddox creation. Yeah. Probably <laughs> entirely a Mike Maddox creation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still in touch with Mike Maddox. Me too, occasionally, and I adore him. He's yes, one of my favorite he's people good, on the planet. Very good guy. Good guy, brilliant. Also manipulated by Howard. But anyway, uh, Well, there's the long story of people that would... And I, I, I want to get clear and say that I, I don't malign him. I, I Others will. Right. But I have to... And I coach people about this. I, I sit in my responsibility... There's no such thing as a victim. I have a responsibility for my behavior and my 
vulnerability and my expectation of others to help me when I can help myself, mm-hmm. which is the lesson I learned from this, right? So season one of Big Date, I'm getting paid no money. Um, I'm deficit spending savings to survive. Um, How that, is that possible? Because I had moved back from New York and um, what Howard, I don't want to say his name, but what I was getting paid on the Big Date was ridiculous. I think I was doing five shows a week, essentially, and I mm-hmm. think I was getting $2,500. <gasps> and so he said to me, look, if the show's successful, I'll take care of you on season two. Season two came along. He's like, they cut our budget. I can't do a thing for you. And what then, network was this on? Oh, ironically, it's USA. on the network I'm on now. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but they were good to me. Rod Perth ran it at the time. They gave me a, a talent hold deal for a sitcom. Uh-huh. It's a whole other story that didn't happen. But so then, it, so the show, we shot season two. It went great. And then the show went on hiatus. And then while that was going on, the show was in the process of getting canceled, essentially. I got an offer to do Change of Heart, which was a big dating syndicated game show. They were going to pay me a lot of money, like my talk show, immediately, no audition. It's yours. That was like Lifetime, right? That was syndicated. Okay, okay, okay. Big. Yeah. And so, for me, big. And, but... When they came to make the deal, um, the contract for the big date was still hanging over my head. I had never signed a contract. But I've since learned that when you take payment and you show up to work, you basically agree to whatever the last version of the contract is. And he he stood on that hill um, and didn't allow me to do this show. But then when he finally said I could, he asked them to pay him money for my release, and they said, we just can't do that. So the process ends up happening. That that seems that, like unethical. Yeah. And I begged him to let me make a living. But again, I look at my role. I should have realized what this is and continued working wherever I needed to, but I waited a year for this, to, you know, like nine months to a year and just watched my life crumble to the point where I literally had to file bankruptcy uh-huh. and I went back after having a syndicated talk show and billboards and everything. I went back to being a warm up guy. Uh, you did for change of heart where they had to hire a different host. So, oh, my. Oh so, my God. so I kind of just sucked it up and said, there's no shame in paying your bills and no shame in feeding your children. And I don't care what people say about me. I'm going to go do what I have to do. And I started back started doing warm-up and like okay just like accept it this is what we got to do because it's a dark tunnel and the only way through it uh, out of it is through it and then i mean the long story short is i ended up getting hired at the end of this chapter of my life to do warm-up on a episode of a special called who wants to marry a millionaire which was like the first big reality special you did Mm -hmm. that show warm-up guy Oh, okay. Bitter and angry. Oh. I did it and had like eight hours in a Vegas showroom with 2,000 people, and I, I was killing it. Wow. I can remember going on stage afterwards, and Mike Darnell, who I love, who was president of everything, mm-hmm. um, comes up to me and says, kid, you, you are a great warm-up guy. You should do warm-up for all of our shows. And I looked at him, and I said, I should be hosting your fucking shows, and I walked away. Oh, good. Which is the first time I ever stood with myself ever before or since. Wow. <laughs> and I walked away, and then two weeks later, I had an audition for Temptation Island. Oh, my wow. gosh. Wow. Hold on. Let's take a quick break. Because this wasn't anything you wanted to talk about. <laughs> yes, it is what we want to talk about. Okay, let's take a quick break. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that went great. <laughs> okay, so then you, so that, so really then you got, that's but what insane. about moment so of that, truth? So, okay, so, oh, no, all right, so this is a good <laughs> that story. That was also too. a Howard Schultz production. Yes, yeah, so I go, so anyway, I end up getting hired to do Temptation Island on Fox for very little money, six episodes. It was an experiment. Ends up being the highest rated show in the history of the Fox Network. I was all over that. Oh, me yeah. too. Mandy. I was like, oh, with what? The Mandy, what are Mandy with the braids, the red girl. Yeah. One of the prettiest faces I've ever yeah. shot across yeah. in my life. Yeah. White Tossy? Was it White Tossy? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, my yes. God. I know. That's a blast from yeah. the past, right? If you was... asked me to come up with that name, I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I we did. We are huge fans. Huge fans. So that was, and what was interesting about that show was it was an experiment. And. It was happening faster than we could that they, than they could actually produce it, if I remember correctly. So what that afforded me was go do your shit. Uh-huh. So it was not scripted. So and because I kind of was able to do that, they were like, okay. And my producer um, that I really respected, Chris Cowan, kind of recognized that he was really heady. He liked the dark and and the emotional kind of uh-huh. conversation, and uh-huh. so. Those bonfires became that. Right. And at the time, I mean, we didn't have an AD or anything. We would do the bonfires, and I would say, look, I'm just going to do this. And then when I thought it was done, I would just end and say, okay, sit tight. And then I'd walk 100 feet down the beach to our video village on an easy up mm-hmm. on the beach and say, and then they said, that was great. Now here's some pickups and go back in. And so it was just very organic. So that was that. Did that show. You mentioned Moment of Truth. Anyway, that show came and went and got canceled. Right. Uh-huh. But I have questions about I have questions oh, about Bonfire, come- but we'll come back to it. So yeah. go go to Moment of Truth. The quick then. Moment of yeah. Truth story is that it's years later now. Um, oh, so no so more Temptation, Temptation Island. Island. How many? It was two, two seasons, seasons on the network. And then what happened Then to they it? did one more on Fox Reality Channel. But they, to be honest with you, it was such a hit the first season. They waited a year and a half before the second season and kind of just thought it would just be great. Right. And it wasn't. And yeah. so... Um, it just, I mean, we can look back and say it was management or whatever reason. It just, cast wasn't great the second season. There was no promotion behind it. The launch was different. Time slots, all that stuff, all the variables that, why we podcast now. Right. Because those variables don't matter. And so it, I guess, you know, it got canceled. And then I went on to do other stuff. I ended up doing Antiques Roadshow for a million years. and But also did this game show, Russian Roulette, was in yes, there that we yeah, worked on. Yeah. With- um, and then somewhere in there. 
trying to think. Of, yeah, I was already doing Antiques Roadshow. I got hired to do this pilot for this game show about antiques. And it was shot um, at Hollywood Center in Hollywood. And I showed up at 8 in the morning. And what was often the case with producers in our world was I would get hired for pilots that were half-baked. And they were like, Wahlberger, write it. You know? <laughs> yeah, because I would do it on my feet. And, you know, for free. And so I did this pilot that was just a mess. And I'm working all day. to. I'm literally making up rules of the game as they, as something wow. shows up. I'm like, this is a tiebreaker. And I would just go to Games right. of Nerd World. And that finished about 9 o'clock at night. And I remember thinking I'm exhausted. So I'm, I'm, I'm still in makeup. I'm still in my suit. I've told this story a bunch of places. I'll, I'll kind of cut it short. And as I'm walking out, Mike Maddox calls me. Mike Maddox is shooting a pilot for this game for this new show called Nothing But The Truth with Howard Schultz, who I hadn't spoken to in several years at this point. Um, and Mike's like, dude, we're doing a pilot. We just fired our host. Uh, the network wants you. Uh, are you down? Uh, although he didn't say it that cool. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, sure, Mike. He said one problem. It's with Howard, which we hadn't spoken. Mm. And I said... Mike, are you in trouble? Do you need help? He's like, yeah, we're kind of in trouble. I said, well, I'm there. I mean, Aww. grudges are not worth the grudges. Wow. By the way, grudges Walker. are mm-hmm. a waste of energy anyway. Right. That's you drinking poison and expecting somebody else to get sick. Yes. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, it just doesn't matter. We all go on and live. There's limitless stuff for everybody. And my, my guy Mike's called and he's in a pickle and I can solve it. Mm-hmm. So I drive around the corner. I get... I park in the parking lot. Mike gets in my car. He's like, here's the show. Here's what's up. It's, it's now getting on 10 o'clock at night. I'm already makeup. I'm already dressed. <laughs> and I'm watching the other host go to his car. That It wasn't that he got fired as much as it wasn't a fit, and it wasn't working for him, and it wasn't working for them. And it, right. And it was Dr. Drew. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, interesting. Who Whoa. I love. And we had the same manager at the time. So I'm watching my manager oh, you have- walk him out. And I'm like doing this in my car because they don't know I've been Howard called. Howard Lapidus. Right. Mm-hmm. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Um, oh, so you were literally like after having worked a whole day, he wanted you to come host the show like right that, then, like, that night. Wow. Nine o'clock, I walked out of my set. I was on his set at 10. Oh, my gosh. In the same suit and the same makeup. Oh, my gosh. So now Jeez. I walk from the parking lot. They save money. Gareth Proven, you know, remember Gareth? Yes, I do. Gareth comes up and he's like, you need anything? I hand him my tie. He hands me a cup of coffee. I walk in. Here's Howard, who I haven't spoken to in years. Mm-hmm. And my wife would have killed him. Uh-huh. But I was okay with him. And he goes like this to hug me. And I'm like, this much money on Monday. Are we good? And he said, sure. And I'm like, no contract. He said, cool. I walked straight from there to the set where they powdered me, but didn't make, I didn't go to the makeup room. I go to the set, the stage manager starts talking to me, blah, blah, blah. I said, hold on. I go to the audience. I, and I'd been a warm-up guy for a long time. I said, how long have you been here? They said, all day. It's been horrible. Blah, blah. I said, you give me an hour, I'll get you home by midnight. Just be, but I need you. Like, support me, and I got you. I'll get you Aww. home. And they're like, cool. I get in the chair. I look at where the cameras are. I'm now back to my production mode. I'm like, fucking roll tape. I got this. Do the first segment. I have no idea, but I'm doing what I would do. There's a a moment that happens that I'm sure sold the show where basically the question was to her, do you really care about um, the environment? She says no, and the audience boos her, and the voice says, that answer is true. So she wins money, 
and uh, the audience claps with them booze, and I stop and I say, okay, you won $1,000 for being uh, truthful. I understand that your answer is not popular with the audience, and I turned to the audience and said, you didn't like the fact that she doesn't really care about the environment? Yeah. I said, raise your hand if you drive an SUV, and half the audience raised their hand. I said, we'll be right back. And that was, like, no judgment, but, like, hypocrites. Right, I mean, right, on. right. And then I remember going, we'll be right back with... And I had to wait for the prompter to catch up because I didn't know the name of the show. Oh, <laughs> my God. And that's that's that pilot. Wow. Yeah. And then, okay, but let's talk about that show for a minute because then you hosted that show and there was, like, controversy. So I didn't want show. to do the show. Yeah, I mean, it was I did the pilot and I, I came home and I said to my wife, I'm like, you're not going to fucking believe what just happened. You're just <laughs> not going to believe that I just did another pilot. Um, and then I said, but I'll never do this show. But then NBC, who had bought the pilot, passed. Fox picked it up after it sold in 20 countries. Um, and now it's a producer I had kind of some beef with, a show I didn't particularly want to do. a Because a, when I did Temptation Island, while it was a big hit, it also killed my career in a lot of areas because it was so controversial at the time uh-huh. that nobody would touch me. Uh-huh. And now I'm going to jump back into that fray again. And um, as I've told the story before, I'm like, I said, no. And they said, they sent a tape over and said, just watch it. Just watch the pilot, which is my worst nightmare to watch <laughs> I anything watch I want. Yeah. But my kids watched it and my wife watched it and they were like, oh, what would you do? What would you do? And I could tell it was going to be big. Mm. And as I've said before, ultimately, I'm, I'm a whore for TV and <laughs> I had to pay my bills. So I said, all right, I'm down. And we shot it. And again, very little script. Mike Maddox was running that one too. And... um and that became a huge hit too. But then right. the 2008 stock market crash and the show got canceled. And oh, is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. We it have a second can- season that it never aired. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it was one season. How many episodes? That's interesting too. We shot seven episodes. Mm-hmm. But the show was so crazy that Darnell looked at the seven episodes and said, you have enough footage to turn them into 13. So the first time I got a check out of nowhere for having done nothing, like we just bought six more episodes, so here, take some money. And I'm like, this is great. And then in true form, when they were going to take care of me the next season, they they didn't. And I did the the, uh, second season, then they got canceled and went away. Wow. So, so So how long ago does Temptation Island come back? So I do Tempt, I do Antiques Roadshow, then that ends. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in my backyard going, okay, so I'm going on the road doing these live versions of Price is Right. It's a stage version. I'm touring like bus and truck, and I'm doing some corporate speaking and corporate emceeing. I'm doing what I can to cobble together a life. And I, I've written about this, but my relationship was I'm a TV guy. Mm-hmm. And then I realized one day no one's called me for a few years to be in TV. So I just, for my own survival i say i quit i'm no longer obviously i i I quit a long time ago but nobody told me (laughs) but i'm gonna quit spending my energy creating emails and possibility that's not happening Mm. and i'm gonna realize a couple things one uh, somehow i've always been provided for so i'm gonna just take historical data that every time i thought the world was gonna end it didn't so we'll probably be okay again here and i'm unhappy which is leaving me um, disconnected to my kids, disconnected to my wife, upset, 
pissed off all the time. I don't look particularly physically good. I need to get back to some joy in my life. So I just started doing things that made me happy. And, uh, like drugs. Well, I was always doing those, <laughs> uh, but different ones that were better for me. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I planted a huge garden. I, you know, did DIY projects. I got chickens. I made moonshine. I don't even drink, but I made moonshine. I'm just wow. like, my wife kept saying, I'm worried about you. Are you ever going to come in the house? I said, if it rains, maybe. Uh-huh. But I'm doing what I need to do. And she's so effing great that she just didn't panic and just said, you know, he's going to find a way. And then Temptation Island gets rebooted. And so what I, happens? How did you get the call? Like what? I didn't call anybody. Right. I'm like, hey, they're bringing that show back. That show killed my career 20 years ago, <laughs> and I'm too old to do it now, so I wonder who they're going to get, right? It's just, I have to look back at just who I'm constantly <laughs> being. It was like, if I would follow my own Temptation Island advice, I'd probably be a lot more powerful in my life. <laughs> so um, I don't do anything, and then I get a call saying that, USA Network wants to meet with you. So I go take a meeting literally thinking that they're looking at me like as a consultant maybe or picking my brain to see how they should go about doing the show again. And I always tell people the meeting was my version of Morgan Freeman's parole hearing in um, Shawshank when he finally gives up and is like, when the guy asks him, are you rehabilitated? He says, I don't even know what that means. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Am right. I sorry for what I've done? Yes. But go ahead, stamp your paper. <laughs> that was my attitude. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm oh, like, I love a Shawshank <laughs> reference. I didn't even get dressed. <laughs> right. I was like, I you know, barely Going my in your flip-flops. Yeah. Right. And uh, three weeks later-ish. So you leave the meeting, you don't think anything of it. I didn't think. I'm like, Wait, it, but when you're at the meeting, are they like, we're... We're looking at you to be the host? Mm-hmm. They're talking about the show. They've got an executive producer there. They're all kind of looking at me and stuff. And I now realize they're looking to see if they can clean me up enough to put me on TV. And uh, But at the time, I was just, I'm like, how close to the original format are you going to go? They're like, we're trying to do pretty much that. And I said, well, look, here's the deal. If you're doing a reboot, right, you need to have one pull through from the nostalgia from that. If, if the reason is to bring audience forward, you need to bring something iconic from the first season Maybe over. Maybe a host or and, like Well, a I said, <laughs> so either it's Mandy, because she's the only one anybody will remember, mm-hmm. but with all due respect, I don't think she's going to be your host. And I said, and you need to realize that whoever you get as a host needs to know what they're doing because there was nothing scripted when we did it originally. So if you're planning to do it that way, there was an organic conversation that happened, and it was very much host-driven when I did it. So make sure you get somebody that knows what they're doing. Uh And that was it. And I walked away. Right. And then three weeks later, I'm like sitting in first class with my wife on my way to Maui. (laughs) And I said to her, just don't say anything. (laughs) Let's just try to do this and get the check and Go home. Whatever they need me to do, I'm willing to do. If they need my hair blue, it's blue. They want me to read a script, I'll read a script. I'm just completely detached because I had just quit TV. Right. Right? And I'm laughing now at this time at how the universe works. I'm like, ah, I see you. Mm. So the idea is if I don't chase it, it comes. And if I chase it, it goes away. Is that what you're saying here? Yeah. That's what it seems. Now I'm doing the show. But the people doing the show now, producing the show, have grown up in reality TV as what it had become. When I did it, it wasn't a thing yet. Right. So what their expectation of me as the host was one thing, but what I do is an entirely different thing. So like 
I know everybody's names. I'm hanging out. And they're like, I don't understand. Why is he out of his dressing room? And I'm like, because we work together. How does he know my name? Because you told me it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then when we go to do the bonfire this stuff. This is why he's so great. This is why yeah. he is this great. This is why people I know. love him. I know. I'm mad that you were out of TV for so long. Yeah, me you're too. So good. Uh, me Thank too. You. And you're such a nice guy. And there's well, so nice many. nice guy. And I was talking to my. Be in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like interrupting you for a second to Please. pay you another compliment because. So I was talking to my husband last night who was in TV for a long time, work, has worked with a lot of hosts. One of them is the guy, uh, Pat, who's, uh, you're Finn? with me, Leather. No, huh? who's Pat, the, Pat. AJ? Oh my God. Bullard? No, terrible, not a good guy. Sports, came from the world of sports. O'Brien. He's in a, Pat O'Brien. Pat O'Brien. I, I'm sorry that that was the, <laughs> Access Hollywood. the qualifier that I got the answer. No, 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 no. I was just saying, we were yeah. talking about the fact that uh, we it, it led, I was saying, we're having Mark on the show, and I was talking about how great you are, and he was like, yeah, well, that's so nice, because that's been nothing of my experience with like working with TV hosts, mm-hmm. and then that was his worst yeah. example. Well, that's was, what was going on when I showed up. Like, there was this expectation from other hosts doing right. the shows that they'd worked on. They've been used to Then we go into this bonfire, and I don't have any cards, and I'm just having these conversations, and you can see people going, the fuck is he doing? That's Both good and bad. What I I'm dying to ask you is the bonfire conversations, you sound like a therapist to these couples, and you're giving them great advice, and you're telling them, you know, the growth that you've seen, like, are you watching them? Are you watching the... Not a thing. You don't see... So, but the... So, are you... Is anybody in your ear telling you, like, you so, know, or, or you don't have to, you don't have to answer that, but... I, no, I'm going to answer all of it. Okay. Complete tra- Look, but like, if you don't know me, yeah. I'm pretty transparent. Yes. Yes. If, if not needy for attention. <laughs> okay. Mm. So, let's just be real. Yeah. Um, I have an earpiece yeah. all the time. Right. That's the thing people do in TV now all the time. They always, yeah. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Although I've come to love it because the person on the other side of the earpiece is now my executive producer who I will take a bullet for. And if anybody says anything about her, I will kill them because mm-hmm. she's that great. <laughs> right. Okay. So most of that is like if I'm coming in to do, hey, you're going to have a bonfire tonight, like just one of those scenes, the earpiece helps them tell me, all right, go in now. Got Stand it. over here. But during the bonfires, I'll be honest with you. If I miss a question or if I'm bumpering, she's going to come up and say, ask him about this, right? Mm-hmm. So that's there. Mm-hmm. And 100% transparency there. That I love that she's there. The number of times that I hear that earpiece click on, because you can hear it when she's about to say something, as I'm speaking and then she clicks it off, we laugh about because she's about to tell me something and then somehow I sense it and say it because we're the same person. Right, got it. Our process has become this now. I don't watch any of the reality as it's going down. You So you don't know what's going on? I Who's cheating know. on who? Or no, who? I get like a hot sheet. That okay. Right. I have an idea of where, who's hooking up with who, but mm-hmm. I don't go and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a plan. Right. Right. So that's going on. I'm keeping up to date with who's what and who, oh. Cause the, what great's doing, cause the what is Marcella's great. doing. There's a, a newsletter that goes out yeah. that everybody needs to know to keep everybody in the loop, and that tea is great. I'm like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> Robbie, you got to look at this, my wife. Right. But when the bonfire days come, um, it goes like this now. Trafari, who, again, is the greatest person on the planet, she'll come and check in with me. Very... Used to be a little more specific, but we don't even do that now. She basically says, you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. She says, I got you. And I'm like, 
good. I said, I got you. And that's basically the briefing. Oh. And then she goes in the booth, and I go on the set. And then we shoot all the, like, um, uh, clean reads. So mm-hmm. it's stuff like t- tonight's your second bonfire, and you're going to look at clips and this, that, all that right. uh, footwork you got to do. Mm-hmm. I shoot without them there. Then we do it again just so that they have it clean. Yeah. But when they get there and we start going, I haven't looked at a clip. I don't know what's in the clip. I haven't talked to any of them, and I haven't seen anything they've done. So basically, I hit play. You watch the clip, and I go, how do you feel? Or what did you see is a better question because uh-huh. what I see and what you see are different. And then we have these conversations that you see a taste of, but they go on for a long time. Mm. And there's just, I mean, we go where it goes. And it's the greatest joy of my career and the lesson in my life and the most grateful I've ever been to have this situation where the trust and support, like I always say, I'm standing on their shoulders, the people in the booth, because they have taken the effort to make this a little more authentic than your average train wreck reality show, mm-hmm. and they trust me to do my thing, then I can do my thing. Right. right? And right. so it's become a thing. But it was never my goal. My goal was to just host the show and get paid, right, and get right. cut out. If it were up to me, every show I do, the show would be a hit. I get paid. I love doing the work, but you would cut me out of the show, and it's never on TV. Uh-huh. Like, that would be great. That way I don't have to watch me. I don't have to see what I look like. I don't have to do any of that but drama. Mark, let me but people say, love you. Yes, no. and let and me I say, love them. let me tell you, as a fan of the show, like I, I can't. There's the the show. You could think of if it didn't have the right host, it could go a different direction. Where you go, oh, I feel like this is yucky. Like we're exploiting these couples or whatever. But that's not how it goes because you're the host and you bring so much honesty. You're going through it with them. You're experiencing the emotions with them. You can see how how you really do feel for these couples. And you're all you want to do is have them make the right decision for their life. And by the end, you feel I feel good because I was like, oh my god, he helped all these couples. Like, look at they help. Like they found what they were looking for. Like Maricela, is that that was her name? Yeah. yeah. And the guy, great. That was his name. His name was great. Yeah. You know, I mean, these care like these people who were like. They came on the show as couples. You think to yourself when you first see the first episode, oh, you can't break them up. They're in love, like blah, blah, blah. And then as and it the goes on. The one we thought was the love story ends up breaking me, up immediately. Oh, my God. They, I mean, he left the island with somebody else. He was engaged to his wife, fiance, coming on to the show. And at, at the end, turns out he finds the love of his life and goes and breaks up with his fiance before the show's even over. But the point of my point is, Mark, as the host, you come in with such, it's like a therapy session for these people. And you're like, you can see it clicking on in their brains when you're giving them your thoughts and your advice. So I, I bristle a little bit when people say therapy session only because Mm -hmm. I have high respect High esteem for those people who put in the who work to train to be an actual therapist. Yeah, I and don't I'm, know. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I could do it. But I what have I, good instincts about people. I think you're probably right. <laughs> I think what the experience for me is I'm in a different place in my life, and I made the choice on this show to not have judgment of what they're doing. So it's not about right or wrong, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing that people don't get is that our language doesn't really the way we language relationship isn't really 
in line with what relationships are. Relationships are as unique to the individual couples as religion is to the people sitting in a pew. Like you can sit in a pew at your church and my belief system is not the same as the person next to me. So step one is what's good for you is good for you. So you want to sleep on the second night, you know, with somebody else. I could say, well, that's wrong. Or I could say, you know, what's that about? Yeah. So first thing is I've got no judgment. Right. Second thing is I've been on the planet a lot longer. Yeah. And the third and most important thing is I'm, I'm committed to creating a safe space to talk about anything you want without judgment. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I try to tell people is that there's what you say and there's what you intend. This goes back to that landmark and all this crazy weird. Do you still do that? I, no, no, I took a course and then I applied oh. it once. You know, oh. I took like the three okay. days. And- well, you sound like somebody who is doing some in some kind of self-help. Yeah, I'm in a marriage. Oh. <laughs> and, and-, and my wife, and I can reveal this, I've said it before, she's told me I can't. She's nearly 40 years sober. Okay, wow. okay that, that's what I was hearing because I'm sober 14 years. I know because I've. I've listened to you share about it on your Insta and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, so a lot so of the things you're a lot saying of emotional intelligence. are about ah. like not holding on to resentments, all that your side of the st- all that stuff. It, I all was like, cliches. I was like, this sounds like sobriety to me. But mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, because sobriety, all the twelve step stuff, all this Tony Robbins stuff, all the stuff, mm-hmm. basic same two or three tenets of truth. And what I try to do on the show is just be as real with them as possible and go, look, you know, this is a stupid reality show. Any, if you want to talk about right and wrong, you talk about what you're dealing with with a therapist in your home, in private, and figure this shit out. But you came on a TV show. Now, I know that you came on the sh- and I say this off camera, I know you probably came here thinking you could have vacation and get some clout. Right. Some Instagram yes, stuff. Smart. Call them out. Right? I yes. said this to them on day one. I uh-huh. asked them, why are you here off camera? And they go, we have issues with that. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you do. But you probably just want like a blue check mark back when those were a thing. Uh-huh, right. You probably just want to get collapsed. Yeah, you can buy it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's okay. Because the route to both of those successes is exactly the same. Be real and you're going to find the answer to your relationship. Be real and people are going to want to follow you. Right. And all the other shit doesn't matter. So I don't care why you're here. I don't judge you for choosing to come here. I don't care if you're trying to scam the show. I can't be scammed. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about stuff, and it's going to get real one way or the other. Yes. And, I'm, and I say to them, get clear. I'm buying what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. This is real to me. I'm more committed to your success or your growth than you may be, and that doesn't mean I have to be your friend. Right. Do you ever feel, though, like when you wow. first meet the couples, do you ever feel like some of them are 100% fake? Do you ever call, have you ever like mm-hmm. pulled your executive aside really? and been like, these people are totally not in a relationship? No, um, it's always a concern. <sighs> but, you know, th- there's a lane, and the lane I choose to be in is the host. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I like there was that a answer. point when I was. Asked, do I want to, you know, I, there was a renegotiation a few seasons ago, whatever, and there was potential for me taking on a producer role. I said, I don't think so. Now maybe I would. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, no, I think 
Let them do their thing. Let me just have these conversations. And what if they're fake, they're fake. If And we'll all know. Yeah, right. And if they're real, they're real. And I'm going to be real. And I, you know, I think with people, we mirror a lot, right? So if I'm going to be vulnerable and authentic with you. Yeah. You're either going to be a dick. Right. Or you're going to be vulnerable and real with me. And the truth is what I've discovered and I've come to believe is that this generation, this Gen Z and younger, has a real hunger for emotional intelligence to be seen, to be heard, and to not be bullshitted mm. by our generation, my generation. Right. So there is this hunger for real talk and a space for that to happen. And quite frankly, in that world, as much as I give advice, I've been more the student than the advice giver. Wow. Interesting. And listen, it shines in your bonfires. Like, it really no, does. It's, it comes through. It's very through. sweet of you to say. No, it does. And, and I don't take the compliments very well, but I... I, I know you I'm don't. I'm grateful. <laughs> and... Um, it shines in your bonfires. It does. Uh-huh. It that. does. <laughs> Look at that. And Mazel Tov. How many seasons now? It's been like... five of the new one. Yeah. And waiting to hear if we're going to do a sixth. Please, I pray. I'm waiting Look, for a sixth. you know, what I'm looking at Crank is... them out faster. Well, I, I think we should, but again, I don't get to control that. You know, for up to me, we do, you know, more like The Bachelor. Yeah, I think people would want more, and we would do more. But you know, what I get back to is there are things you can control and things you can't, and it makes me crazy when it's not going the way I want things to go. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe if you took that executive producer credit, Mark, then maybe you could have a little more control. I think it's more about for me, um. Look, the thing I realize is that when I worry about my life, when I worry about how I'm going to pay my bills, my success, and am I famous or not famous and all that stuff, I'm miserable behind that. But when I become of service to others, it becomes selfishly my way of feeling better. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm, like, miserable, which I have been recently, okay, I throw myself into being in service to others, and then the best version of me shows up, and then it just takes a pressure off. So Mm -hmm. what I'm looking for, to answer your question about 60s and whatever, I'll do this show for as long as they'll have me. Right. Right. I'm grateful for the possibility. But what it has created, whether I want it or not, is sort of a brand and a lane that people are expecting from me. So what I'm asking to be provided is where am I best used? What's the next, not next, but in addition to what's the platform? Podcast. I think that's where it makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, But I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm happy to be here with you guys today. Oh, well, that's basically where I'm at. That's a good note. I well, think we can't thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, I was thrilled that you were coming in. And off air, after we finish, we'll talk. We'll talk to you about podcasting. <laughs> yes, Mark. You know, jump on board. Yeah. Like I said earlier, if I we would take, you. if I would take my own advice, I give others. I might actually get yes. something done in this world. Yes, because you do give good in advice. The meantime, I'm just. Uh, well, maybe you need I a think platform. that's the whole thing. I'm just trying to figure it out. Just like everybody else on the show, I have no clue. I'm just trying to figure this shit out, <laughs> and I'm willing to talk about it. Love it. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thank Mark, you so much. You Mark so Wahlberg. Much. Where can we yeah. – you, you're on the social media, though. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, I think I'm – I have to look. I'm either Mark Wahlberg or Mark L. Wahlberg. One of them on, on X, I think I'm Mark L. Wahlberg, and I think I'm Mark Wahlberg on Instagram. But Thank it's you. so confusing. It's like – 
there's another Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> what? And uh, and that's yeah, you're Mark L. No L. Warburg. No H in no this Mark. No H. Yes. No H. No movie career. W A L B E R G. But sanity, a nice guy. Yeah, I guess. So and sanity is a suspect and Temptation fluid. Island you can get on um, Peacock. 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 Yeah. So, but so you can watch all the past. The main reason on why I am a subscriber to Peacock is because of Temptation Island. No commercials. You can oh, just watch you it. Plow through them. Highly recommend it. I highly recommend you plow. Yeah. Through all of my stuff. It's great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mark. Okay. We love you. All right. We thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you again. Bye, everybody. Bye.